Welcome into the WCIA 3-in-1 pod. Brett Barron's here riding solo. A little late night tape edition of the pod after Illinois basketball beats Oakland 64-53 to in a slobber knocker of a game. This one was not pretty. Offense optional really for both teams. Oakland loves to shoot a lot of threes. The Grizzlies out of the Horizon League. After putting a scare into Ohio State earlier this week, they somewhat do the same to Illinois. Not quite sure if they were on upset watch were the Illini, but this one was tied midway into the second half. Just a one-point game at halftime, but Oakland only makes five out of its 23s, and a couple of those were in the first half. We'll break this all down here coming up. Illinois basketball 2-0. That's the big takeaway after their first two games with a 28-point win over Eastern Illinois on Monday nights. They follow it up with a Friday night light, sold-out State Farm Center crowd, 15,500-plus, to see this defensive, I want to say masterpiece, but Illinois played well defensively, holding this Oakland team to just 37% from the field, 21 of 56, like I mentioned, 5 of 20 from beyond the arc. The Grizzlies made 14 threes against Ohio State earlier this week. This is a team that can shoot. They were not afraid to shoot from beyond the arc. We saw that especially early on. They took an 8-0 lead to open this game, and I thought really set the tone there for the game, that they were ready to play. Coming into an environment like State Farm Center, did not phase this Oakland team. They've got some players, 3 of 12, though, in the first half from 3. They only make two threes in the second half, and they were firing from all over the place. Didn't even hit the rim some of the times. I loved it, though, uh, that they had the confidence to come in and do this and uh, and really make it interesting in that second half. I thought take out a big-time defensive performance there where Illinois goes on a 16-0 run. That is what separated this game from being very, very close in that second half. Like I mentioned, we were tied at 45, I believe it was. Yep, 45, 44, 45-44, and Illinois... Didn't have the lead. All of a sudden, they go on this huge run here and really close out the game. I mean, that's that's where the game changed. That's where Illinois won the game. Tied at 48 is what it was after a Jack Golke three. Man, he wasn't afraid to fire. <laughs> Two for six. All six of his shot attempts were from three. Uh... The other guy, Blake Lampman, also not afraid to shoot. Two for eight from three for him. Both guys just chucking from all over the yard. So tied at 48 with 732 left. Illinois goes on this 16-0 run. Holds them, Oakland that is, without a field goal for seven plus minutes. Pretty impressive stuff that down the stretch, Illinois was able to do that. But the Illinois offensive woes certainly there. As they go 26 for 55 in the game, 47%. Not terrible there, certainly not great, but you shoot nearly 50% from the field. The problem was from beyond the arc, 4 of 16 from 3 for Illinois in this game. They didn't get their first 3 until 22 minutes in when Quincy Guerrier finally was able to get one through from beyond the arc. 
And Quincy with a very nice game. And how about this? Just this week, has his first child, him and his fiance. Uh, he wasn't even with the team for the past couple of days. Uh, went to be with his fiance. And congratulations to Quincy and her, the birth of their first child. Pretty special stuff there. And he has a performance worthy of it. 13 points, 10 rebounds for Quincy. His first double-double in Illinois, 14th in his career. And he paved the way down the stretch especially after uh, Illinois got, uh, let's see, nine points in that second half from Quincy. Nine and six in the second half alone for the Syracuse and Oregon transfer. And and he's the guy that changed the game for me, and especially in that second half uh, when they were able to go to him. And, and after he largely struggled against Eastern Illinois, did not play well, a nice bounce-back performance for him. Terrence Shannon Jr. leads the way for the Illini, 15 points, and uh, gets six fouls drawn on him. Pretty impressive stuff. I mean, he was aggressive, loved his defense, had multiple steal and runaway dunks and layups. Uh, the six fouls drawn the highest in the game for any player on that. Dane Danger, five fouls drawn. He was aggressive around the rim. He goes for 10 points and seven rebounds. Felt like he was uh, just a couple of rebounds away there. A couple of, you know, maybe just getting his hands on the ball. Had it, was close to getting a rebound. Felt like that was a double-double effort from Dane Danger there. And Illinois also gets 10 points from Ty Rogers, who was pretty scrappy. Five for eight from the field for him in 24 and a half minutes for the sophomore point guard. And, and thought that was a pretty nice performance for him. And and four for 16 from three, though, certainly stands out. Almost as much as it stands out that Illinois goes eight for 16 from the free throw line. 50% now. They're shooting for the season 51% from three or from the free throw line. Excuse me. The charity stripe has not been free. They're supposed to be easy. Illinois is not doing that. Here is head coach Brad Underwood on what he thinks about those free throws. He's got some, uh, I don't know, pretty honest words here on the Illini's performance from the line. Shit, I don't know. I mean, we practice them all the time, and I, you know, it, it's a, jeez, I'm, um, yeah, you got to step up and make them. I, I, I don't, it's, it's not that we have bad shooters. Um, you know, and, and, uh, what Terrence shoot last year, 80, 84, 85%. And I mean, he, he missed more free throws the other night, you know, in the Eastern game than he's missed in a season. Um, yeah, I, you know, man up, step up, concentrate and make them. And, uh, we can practice them all day, but till you put 16,000 in the stands and, and, um, breathe a little harder you know and we run them we do a lot of ways but we'll make them I, I got all the confidence in the world that we'll make them we did tonight down the stretch and um unfortunately it was it's frustrating to run good stuff get great shots and then not make them in the first half all right he's honest i'll give brad underwood that he usually is and illinois somehow despite shooting 50% uh, from the free throw line and 51% this season is 2-0. and And they did it in part with points in the paint, outscoring Oakland 44-28 to in that lane. And, uh, you know, for as much as the bench proved to be so successful against Eastern Illinois in that season opener, 
uh, was not the case today. Just 11 bench points for the Illini as, uh, let's see, they got one from Justin Harmon off the bench. Dre Gibbs-Lawhorn goes for no points, plays just 12 and a half minutes in the game after leading all scorers in the season opener with 18 points. Uh, no points from Luke Goody, and it's just really a, a different dynamic look from this team in game number two here, which I think goes to show the versatility of this team. I think it shows the depth of this team, but I think it also is a little bit concerning for Brad Underwood not knowing necessarily outside of Terrence Shannon Jr. who you're going to get night in and night out. Maybe that is the dynamic of this team. We'll see how that plays out here as it goes forward, but just a, a different feel, different look team. Uh, that Dane Danger 10 points, Justin Harmon 1 point. That's it from bench points uh, for the Illini in this one. And we'll see where they go from here because it's going to be a tough test. Number 5 Marquette comes to State Farm Center in the Gavit Games Tuesday night. This will be the good litmus test for Illinois. We'll see how much they are truly ready to play a big-time opponent. The good news for the Illini Certainly, they get this game at home, and they get their first whole month of the season at home. All these games in November uh, at State Farm Center don't have to leave the friendly confines of Champaign until December and that Big Ten opener at Rutgers. But Tuesday, the first real big test, we'll see how they perform, how they come out. Another slow start for the Illini. That has been a theme for this team. That will not work very well against a higher-level opponent like Marquette. So can they somehow get off to a better start? But this defense translates. Defense travels. We'll see if that continues. I uh, want to share this with Brad Underwood as well. Uh, he said after the game, look, the defense is what, he, what the team has to hang its hat on. Here is Quincy Guerrier and Brad Underwood on that defense on Friday night against Oakland. I mean, defensively, it's going to be a big key for us to win games. <clears throat> like today, we were not shooting the ball well. Uh, free throw percentage was uh, terrible. Um, so we had to find a way to win the game without making shots. That's everything our program is about, is finding a way to win a game when none of those things go your way. It was really ugly, um, and I love that. It was, it's, you know, you wish you made a few, but we didn't. And you've got to find a way to win ugly games. I know it's tough to watch Illinois struggle, especially from beyond the arc going 4 of 16. But Brad Underwood wants to be known for defense and that defensive prowess. And that's what they had, especially down the stretch against Oakland. 16 nothing run. The difference in the game holding the Grizzlies to without a point for 7-plus minutes. All right, I'm looking forward to Tuesday night. We'll see how Illinois performs, how they respond. To listen to the entire post-game press conference, we streamed it live on our digital channels. Just head to the WCIA3 Facebook and Twitter pages. We've got it there on demand. Right now, you can watch the entire thing. We've also got highlights on our website, WCIA.com. Oh, and it's still football season. Illinois doing its best to try and make a bowl. They take on Indiana Saturday, 11 a.m. on Veterans Day. 11 a.m. start on 11-11. Illinois trying to make a push towards a bowl. Need wins in two out of their final three games to make that happen. Andy Olsen will be there at Memorial Stadium on Saturday. We'll see if they can get it done. Will Luke Altmaier play? 
Will John Paddock get an encore presentation after his heroics at Minnesota? All of that to come, and we will pod once again on Saturday night about that game. Andy Olson will join me right back here on the WCIA 3 and one line. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you again soon here on the 3 and one line.